Well, hey, everyone. It's Elisa in her closet on January 2nd with a podcast mic in front of her face, talking into space, and hopefully this is getting into your ears sometime this week. First off, Happy New Year. Happy, happy New Year. Usually I'm teaching in a Facebook Live or in some way engaging in, quote, real time with other people. But, you know, sometimes I like to just get in my closet and put out an episode that is just me talking and also coming at you with things that maybe feel heavy on my heart. And so today I'm going to answer the question. Um, Maybe I don't know, answer it because you may have a different answer than my answer. And this is where theology and philosophy cross paths. But I want to answer the question that I heard posed, I think it was on a podcast somewhere, but it was a really good question. And I think in light of the new year that we're in and in light of the world that we are living in, it's a good question to ask. And the question was, can I love my body and still want change? Can I love, appreciate, be thankful for my body not be ashamed of my body, come home in my body, which is everything we do here in Revelation Wellness is to help you get in your body, and yet still want change? Such a good question. You can feel the tension, right? Just in the question alone, it poses tension. So we're going to talk about that today. But before I get going, I would be remiss not to say, when you're hearing this, I think you have about two days left to join Clean Harding, if that's something you would like to do. Three times a year, we do these faith then fitness challenges. Notice the word then. First, it's faith. Faith first. Seek first the things of God. Then these other things can work themselves out and be given to us. So we're going to do our faith then fitness challenge called Clean Harding. And I know you've probably been bombarded with a barrage of ads. My gosh, I don't know if it was just me, but I saw so many this year, so much more than usual, trying to get your attention for for helping you with your health. It's of the 70% of people who make New Year's resolutions, a health change is the number one. It's almost 50% of every New Year's resolution list or 50% of, of all those resolutions are about our health, which, hello, that's what we do here. So I also want to assume the best. I think everyone out there is trying to help. I really do. I think all these places are trying to help. And a lot of them want to make money. But I'm going to assume the best. And and I know that that we are all in need of help and wanting help and wanting change. So Clean Harding is open. It's any donation amount gets you in. We do our challenges, our faith, then fitness challenges, three times a year. And it really is... Uh, a way for us to hopefully find new people, help reach people that maybe wouldn't otherwise try it because of the low barrier to entrance. Any donation amount gets you in. And it's it's bite-sized. It's just enough to deposit into you the first thing of God, that God created you, gave you a body, gave you a heart, and you have desires. And those desires often drive what we will put on our plate or what comes out of our mouth the words we say. 
And everything about Revelation Wellness is just disciplines. That's all we're doing, spiritual practices and disciplines that help form your heart so that God's hands can stay on your heart, forming it into the shape and size that he has designed for it to be. So we always say your body gets to be any shape or size you want it to be as long as you have the heart God wants you to have. So we're going to do that in clean hearting. You probably heard about us talk about it. You can swipe up on the show notes and get more uh, information about it. But again, any donation amount and you have 21 days of training with us. I really think you can be doing other things as well, but this first thing first of God, we we are these people crying out in the wilderness, like John the Baptist, kind of the strange people saying, hey, fitness is great, but it's faith first. The reason you want change is an Imago Day thing. It's a God thing. So let's talk about that. <laughs> can I love my body and still want change? There's a quote by the ancient Greek philosopher. Uh, he was in the city of Ephesus, which we're familiar with, right? The book of Ephesians. But it was 500 years before Christ. And Heraclitus said this, the only constant in life is change. <laughs> Hello. Man, isn't that true? It's true, but yet we hold on. We want to hold on to things that we have as is, especially if they're good. But the only constant in life is change. There's an article in the Scientific uh, America titled, The Only Thing That Remains Constant Is Change. Let me read to you from this article. Now, it's a science magazine, and we firmly believe here at Revelation Wellness, science reveals the faith that we have in God. He created all of it. So this is from a scientist's point of view, and it says, astronomers quickly realized that not only the universe and its galaxies, but also the stars in them must have been born and eventually will die as soon as their nuclear, nuclear fuel is exhausted. And we know now that long before our host star dies, within about a billion years from now, which is Earth, the increasing brightness of the sun will boil off all oceans on Earth. At that time, all forms of life as we know it will cease to exist on Earth. Well, that's a billion years from now, according to science. So we don't have to fear, but it's really saying in time, it all will come to an end. In our timeline, a billion years. The Bible's real clear that things will come to an end and that all things will end good. That Jesus is coming back. And so here we are preparing our way, preparing ourselves, making ourselves ready for when he comes. It could be today and it could be in a billion years that this earth will fade away. That's change. It also goes on to say, we have never had an opportunity to bargain for more than a lease on our life. So we have no choice but to maintain humility about our temporal status or possessions and remain kind to those who share our transient fortunes because everything, and I mean everything, will eventually be gone. That's a scientist's point of view. That's where sometimes science, I hope they, they know Jesus because without it, it's pretty bleak. But we know it's true that this is a transient life. So everything is in a state of change. 
So when asking that what question, can I love my body as it is, accept it, be kind to it, have compassion, and still want change? My goodness. The answer to that is yes, because change is going to happen, and we can be a witness to it and a participant with it, or an obstacle and a hindrance. In Matthew 16, 21, verse 23, let me read this. You've heard this before, perhaps. It says, from that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, far be it from you, Lord, this shall never happen to you. But he turned to Peter and said, get behind me, Satan, you are a hindrance to me. For you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of the earth. Peter does not want this good thing to go away. No way. I do not want this change. I rebuke you, Jesus, Peter says. And Jesus says, I rebuke you, Satan. I don't rebuke you, Peter. Satan is trying to sift you. Get behind me, Satan. So this just highlights how prone we are to say, I, I don't want change. I don't want this to happen. And Jesus is saying, this is going to happen. And you can either be a witness to this, a participant with me, Peter, or an obstacle and a hindrance. So can I love my body and still desire change? Here's the question I would ask you in return. It depends on the kind of change you want because when you change one thing, it tends to affect many, if not all things, because change isn't self-contained. Do you want your change to be outside in or inside out? Think about that. Because you can go to the gym and today and start working on your body and do an outside change for an hour. You can outside change. But here's the truth. If you're doing the workout, if you're with me as a client, as you're doing it, inside things are happening too. You have to change your internal posture of believing you can pick up the weight and do the squat. You have to change your internal temperament to not complain. Otherwise, you would be a real big hindrance to the training program. So although you're showing up wanting an outside change, I really want to lose this poundage on my belly, I really want to change something outside, inside change is happening. That's why fitness itself does not just belong to the body. It's a whole thing, heart, mind, soul, and strength. So there's no outside change without affecting the inside change, and there's no inside change of a person without moving some stuff around on the outside, change is not self-isolated, self-contained. Ask anyone you know who has gone on a diet to lose weight. Change isn't self-contained. When you lose weight and you're in a family of other people, uh, it's disruptive to everyone else's diet. I'm going to eat differently. Oh, now I have to make maybe two meals because I can't get my whole family on board. So now I have to 
have different options for everyone. And sometimes that alone can feel like, forget it. I'll just keep eating the way I have been eating. I'll just keep my habits the way they've been because change one thing and you change many things. Sometimes friendships have to change because friends who once supported you in choices you made that weren't healthy, when you start getting healthy, they will either rise or fall to your health. Huh. Everything in this world is changing and it's on limited time. Nothing in this world is eternal, but there is one person that is. And Daniel writes about him in chapter 7, verse 14. And to him was given dominion, glory, and a kingdom, that all peoples, nations, and men of every language might serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which will not pass away. And his kingdom is one which will not be destroyed. There is one person who will not pass away, the earth, the stars, a billion years, or maybe tomorrow. It will pass away. It will change. But God never does. He's constant. He's consistent. He's kind. And he draws us to himself and says, you want change? Get with me. (laughs) You don't want change? Satan, get behind me. Change is happening. God is doing something. Even in the time we're living with this pandemic, with the social unrest, with the the minority that we're beginning to feel as people of faith, God is on the throne doing something that is about his lasting kingdom, one that will not be destroyed. Unlike the cosmos, the kingdom of God will not pass away. It doesn't shift and change like the shadows we are here on earth. Change is going to happen. Can you love your body and want change? Yeah. Be a witness and be a participant with the change that God is up to. Otherwise, you will find yourself in obstacles and hindrances. And with every obstacle you face and you fall down, bump your knees or your bruised ego, there is God waiting to say, do you want to try it my way? Do you want to go with me? Because his kingdom is going to last. So yes, love your body as is and just know change is happening. I am 50 years old, friends. (laughs) Let me tell you about the ways my body has changed. I'm going to talk more about some practical things in a minute about what that looks like to be a witness and a partner to change and still loving the body we have. So when it comes to our body, what does it look like to love and appreciate what we have but still want change? Well, the answer is right back here in Matthew 16 with what Jesus said to Peter when he rebukes him. Get behind me, Satan. Well, again, he rebukes Satan, not Peter. I love that. Remember, the enemy is the enemy. The enemy does, he he wants us to want the kind of change that's about us or to freak out and say, no, nothing can change. And so we try to grip and hold on. And that, to that, Jesus says, get behind me. You are a hindrance to me. And so here's what we do if we want change 
and yet can still love our body. Set our mind on things of God, not on the things of man. I know, spoiler alert, how many times have you guys heard me say this? Jesus tells him, you're not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. And when you set your mind on the things of man, you will feel a constant ache, a soreness of trying to hold on to things so that they won't change. You will grip and grasp and you will find yourself exhausted and tired. Let this change happen. Jesus has, Peter has no idea what's coming, a Holy Spirit, a move of God. The gospel unleashed on the earth, Gentiles, Jews, the explosion that's about to happen. And Peter's going, no, let's just keep it like us right here. This is good. No change. Because he was setting his his mind on the things of man. Man is so limited in in his or her view. So what does change for your body look like when your mind is set on the things of God, right? Because we're saying... Hey, change is going to happen. Love your body. And yes, you can get on board with change. But what does that look like for our bodies? I got two things for you, friends. Take notes, write it down. Because whatever program you're doing this new year, whether it's ours or someone else's, and you want to have a life that is being built towards what God is up to and in a kingdom that will last and you won't be shaken, when the world seems to be falling down around you, keep these two things in mind. One, setting your mind on the things of God when it comes to your body and wanting change means you focus on ability over vanity. Ability over vanity. Say it with me, everyone. Ability over vanity. Vanity is just a smoke and mirrors on the outside. It's fleeting. It does not last. Enjoy it while you have your youth. I'm telling my daughter and my son all the time, enjoy it while you have it without trying to be this old curmudgeon telling them how terrible it's going to get. But everything changes. And it's just crazy how when we're young, we can't appreciate it. We don't even have the prefrontal medial cortex and the fully developed brain to appreciate it. And then by the time we do have the brain and the prefrontal medial cortex and the life experience, oh my gosh, we feel the depravity and the change coming against us at higher speeds. Ability over vanity. Which really, when it comes to ability, it means steward what you've been given in the season you are in, and expect change. Change. How hard is this? My daughter's about to go off to college soon. Last of my child, children, my two will have flown the nest. And I'm already meditating and preparing my mind, setting it on the things of God, that when she leaves, she is going to fall down. I could cry. When she leaves, she's going to fall down. She is going to make mistakes on her own. But I will keep my mind set on the things of God. That each fall she has and each mistake she makes will only create in her a heart for God. I can steward what I have in the season I am and knowing that change is going to come. If we prepare our mind for the change, then we're not as like um, taken off guard and having a traumatic response to it. 
just begin to let things roll. This is why we do what we do with you guys is to get in your body so you can feel when you're freaking out, when you're hot skinned or your belly turns or your palms sweat or you you can tell there are cues. Your body is smarter. Before your mind knows what to do, your body's already sending cues so that when the change is happening, you keep your mind set on the things of God. Wait a minute. What did God say to me about her life? Or wait, what did God tell me that my body is for? You steward it in the season you're in and expect change. I want to side note here for a second about there's vanity and then there's beauty, I guess you could say. A question I often get is, is it a sin for me to, like, is it vanity, Elisa, if I dye my hair? Is it vanity if I uh, work on my skin or I want good complexion? Is it vanity to have nails and hair done and all that? And honestly, to me, I I just kind of go, first of all, keep the main issue the main issue. Keep the main thing the main thing. Worship God. I think he's given us beauty and tools and colors and fashion, all it. It's for fun. Is it fun? Do you enjoy it? I've heard some some women, uh, kind of, you know, social media influencers who are constantly in front of the camera and they have to do so many appointments to keep themselves looking camera ready. Oh. And I've heard often from di- different places, the same people in different places or different people in the same places saying how sometimes they just wish they could just call it all quits, how much time they would save not being at one appointment to the next appointment to do the hair and the nails and the skin and all the things. That's when you know, hmm, this isn't fun anymore. (laughs) This isn't fun. I love the quote from Tim Keller. And this is how you know if you're in vanity, vanity of your body or obsessing over it, apply this, this equation to idolatry. Idols or pursuing body beauty or vanity will consume you as you pursue them, disappoint you when you get them, and devastate you when you lose them. So let's talk about each part of that. Consume you as you pursue them, right? Consume your time, consume your energy, consume your mind. If it takes up a lot of energy, space, thought, money, whatever it is, because that's all energy, whether it's your time, energy, or money, uh, or your physical energy, that's just a measurement. We can measure energy. I can measure how many calories I spend. I can measure how much money I spend. If it's consuming you, it's an idol. It's an idol. And it's weird. What might be an idol for me will not be for someone else in some ways. Like, so some of these are Roman 14 issues, right? If someone, someone, I can't tell if someone's obsessed about their looks, only they will know. But if it's consuming you, takes up a lot of time and space and money, that's an idol. And then Maybe it's not so much at the beginning, but then once you have it, it's not enough. Now you got to do the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And we see that happening, being on this perpetual treadmill of wanting more beauty, more change. It's like when you remodel your house and you 
paint the walls. Well, now the curtains don't match. And so you change the curtains. Ah, oh, and now the couch doesn't match. Ah, oh, so you change the couch, right? It's one thing after another. And again, I'm here to say, there's nothing wrong with it if you have the time and the energy. And we should all not judge one another. Can I get an amen? If people want to do what they want to do with their time, energy, and money, don't worry. Keep your eyes on your own paper. What's going on with you? Are you consumed by it? Are you overextending your time and energy on it? And is it not enough? You're disappointed. Man, I thought that would ma- I thought that would really scratch the itch. Still want more. Okay, next thing. <laughs> you have to be able to draw the line. Yeah. So again, stay away from judgment. It's just it's a small thing. Keep your eyes on what the Holy Spirit's asking you to do. What might feel like an idol to you might not be for another person. Worshiping God is your your stewardship of your heart. And finally, uh, that definition of idolatry is that it disappoints you or devastates you when you lose them. Come on now. Devastates you. Doesn't mean you can't be sad and have grief. Listen, I'm 50 years old. I grieve a little bit of my body ability. I grieve a little bit of my, oh, I don't have as much energy. But grief doesn't mean I'm depressed. It means I feel it. I recognize it. I let it come and let it teach me what it needs to teach me so that I can be a good steward for what I've been given in this season I'm in. And I'm expecting change. I'm expecting 60 not to be like 50. I expected 40 to not be like 30. So I'm not surprised by any of this. So I have been training my mind for it, training it, training it so that I stay in ability. I'm here and I'm able Ability over vanity, everyone. Whatever thing you're going into to try and help your health, make it about ability, not vanity. And here's what I know to be true, that as you start to do the thing in ability, some outside things might change. Don't change your gaze. Don't shift your focus. Keep your mind set on the things of God. Focus on whatever the ability you need in your body to do the things you were called to do, to think the thoughts you need to think, to become the person you want to be with your emotional energy, with your thoughts, with your time, with your energy, who God is calling you to be. Focus on that as your ability. Yes, your body needs to be a part of that. Yes, what you eat will affect it. You know, you are made up of the stuff you eat. I'm not being a food Nazi here. I'm just saying what goes in comes out. So we can't evacuate from that equation. You know, back in Jesus's time, they would never need to talk about food the way we do. I mean, to some extent, but not like we do to do today. Why? Because of our abundance of choices, because we have all kinds of engineered food, which is also a whole thing of making money in a food industry. So we have to be sober-minded, set our minds on the things of God. You might be able to eat nachos and feel great. Someone else, not so much. Sober up to know so that your ability with the body you've been given is what you are working on when it comes to change, right? I realize I am not, I do not have as much physical strength as I did when I was younger, but it doesn't, doesn't disqualify me from stewarding what I have today. So I engage in physical activity, strength training, which I don't love doing, but I know it's good for me. And when I do it, I'm always grateful I did because I want the ability 
to get out of the chair, to hold balance and do whatever it is I'm called to do. The second thing, when it comes to changing, loving your body, it's beautiful, it's wonderful, and wanting change, yes, because change is going to happen. If, by the way, speaking of as you get older, your muscle tissue starts to degenerate. So that's change. It's just happening. Just like the stars are fading out, so will your muscle tissue. So you can decide, wow, that ability is going to start to degenerate. So I can steward this by pushing myself against gravity, getting up out of the chair, lifting some bar- some weights, doing that thing to steward what you have, to keep whatever ability you have for the season you're in, knowing 10 years from now, you won't have as much as you had when you were 40 or 30, but you still have stewardship, ability over vanity. Say it with me one more time. In 2022, ability over vanity. The second thing is you are going to need other people around you who are committed to setting their things, setting their mind on the things of God. That will help for sure. Uh, you can't do it in a self-contained environment. Just as change can't be self-contained, if you change one thing, you're going to change lots of things. Um, you need to look for and be around others who are setting their thing, their mind on things of God. Otherwise, you'll find yourself swept up in the current of, well, vanity looks pretty good. I'm going to set my things on the things of man or set my mind on things of man because I deserve it or whatever. You're going to need other people who are committed to setting their mind on things of God. So that's always why, one, I'm encouraging you. I'll be, I'll be that person. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Um, but beyond me, there are Revelation Wellness instructors out in the nations saying, hey, I'm down to keep my mind on the things of God and embrace the body I have and celebrate it and still be open to change. But the kind that is of God, where my mind our mind is set for the change that God would have me to do. All right. I hope this blessed you today. I really do look forward to being with those you guys, those of you who are going to do the clean hearting challenge. Um, man, community is so important to us. I cannot wait for San Antonio Rev on the Road coming up here. We will actually be in person. You guys, I have not been in person with groups of people like doing what we once did before change came in the form of the Rona. Haven't done it. Here's and here's what I'll tell you. I am not expecting it to be exact. I'm not expecting it to be the same. It's gonna be different. We are different. We're different people coming together uh, under the same God with all kinds of life experience in the last two years. So I'm not holding on tightly to anything. It has to look like this. It has to look like that. No, I'm just excited to be with people again who want to set their mind on the things of God and happen to have a body that they're aware of, (sighs) could use some love and attention and compassion and empathy and strength and courage and discipline, because all disciplines are rooted in delight. He loves us, and he says, come with me, do these things, set your mind on what I have for you, and see what I might do. 
So Lord, thank you for this time. I thank you for this community. I thank you that you're doing a good and new thing always. Lord, you are the God of new. Uh, that for us to try and stick to the same thing and hold to the same everything, Lord, it just doesn't work. Thank you that you tenderly and gently release our hand from the yoke and say, put mine on you. This one is gentle and kind. So we put that on us, Lord. I thank you for our bodies. I thank you for the life experience it's lived through, its ability to rise each day that you wake us in our right mind. And Lord, I ask for the grace for change. Whatever it is you're you're calling us to do, whether it's the strength we actually physically need in our body, the uh, addictions you want to break off in us to sugar or substances that have been abusing the pleasure system in our brain, Lord, that you want to fix that. God, would you give us the grace to do that so that we have the ability to think clearly again, to have agency over our lives and follow after you with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. We love you, God. We give you 2022. We say thank you for what we have. We're content with what we have and we contend for the things that you are doing. We want to be a witness and a participant to it, Lord, and not a hindrance. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, there you go, guys. Thanks again. A couple days for clean hearting. If that is something you want to get into, swipe up and get more. And donors, thank you. To all our donors, you make this podcast possible. You make everything possible here where we get to use fitness as a tool to spread the gospel around the world. You guys have a great day. Peace.